Not Your Girlfriend's podcast. Thanks for tuning in to season three, episode 39. First, we want to thank all our day one listeners and welcome to our new listeners. This week, we're going to especially shout out our American listeners in honor of the fourth. We see you out there in Massachusetts, Illinois, California, DC, and Indiana. Give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you screenshot yourself listening to the pod and put it on your story or tweet us, we'll send you a free Not Your Reference podcast sticker. We're also on Patreon where you can support us, become a member of the Miscal Covenant Bad Bitches. If you contribute for as little as $5 a month, you can access our exclusive cocktail hour content, goodies, and more. This podcast is made possible by you, so every contribution helps. This podcast is also sponsored in part by Bounce. Bounce is a dating app in beta mode in New York City where you can live swipe for 15 minutes and go on a date either that night or the next. We love Bounce. We've had it ourselves. And actually, they came out with a new update recently. So if you go on the app, it'll tell you the next Bounce times for like that week. So you can actually plan your date and yeah. week around the next Bounce time, which is super convenient. And we use our code GFPOD, G-F-P-O-D, when downloading, get your first round of drinks free on your first Bounce date. Now let's dive into this week's episode. Yep. So here we are. It is the second week of July. Yep. We're recording. I mean, we're recording in June. Wait, when are we? Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. It is June right now. Birds are chirping. Sun finally fucking came out. But summer is fully fledged. It's happening. It's here. It's not going anywhere for two months. We hope it is upon us. Yeah. So, I mean, summer feelings, like... Yeah, B, what's your summer dating-ish so far? My summer dating-ish? I don't know. Like, I've, um, everyone wants a summer bay, and this is kind of the problem we've had with, like, cuffing season, with, like, finding a bay, like, the just manifesting it doesn't work. Like, when you, you say it, it never happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've just been still going on dates and shit, so I, like, found someone that could be a possible summer fling. So we'll see where that goes. So what is a summer fling? Um, so like to you, to me, it's somebody you fuck over the summer and then the fall comes around and then you don't you say goodbye and you part ways. Yeah. Cause like three months is a good amount of time to date somebody. And then like anything longer than that, you're really going to territory that's like serious. Yeah. So we talked about this a little bit um, when we were like prepping for the episode. I feel like three months is like, a tremendous amount of time to just be fucking around with someone unless there are certain like circumstances in place, you know, if you don't want it to lead to anything serious. Um, What is like the pros and cons of being single in summer? Oh, it's so hard. I feel like when you're in a relationship in the summer, you always want to be single. And when you're single in the summer, you just like kind of want to bay. And I've definitely been on both sides of that. And it's like (laughs) fucking grass is always greener. Yeah, I think summer is a great time to be single. I mean, you're dating someone right now in the summer, so that's interesting. But, like, it's so much fun to date someone in the summer because you always have, like, a date and someone to do things with. Yeah. Like, there's so much fucking shit to do in the summer. It's so true. R and I literally have, like, a Google calendar titled Summer Calendar, and we just, like, go in and put in all the things that we want to do. We have, like, a shared, like, note. You know how you can, like, add, like, collaborators to a note? So we have like a shared note with like a bunch of like random shit that we want to do too. And like whenever like an open day pops up, we try to pull something from that list or something going on and plug it in there. That's nice. So it is nice. But like I have been also in, you know, in the relationship with my long-term bae where like really I just wanted to be single in the summer. Yeah. And kind of like fucking, you know, seasonally cancel him. (laughs) (laughs) Seasonally cancel him. And do my thing. (laughs) 
you're coming back, but we're you're canceled for the season. Yeah. Um, we're on break. I've never had like a proper summer bay. I've maybe dated someone for a month in June or like the month of August, end of August, but like not like thoroughly throughout summer. Um, being single in the summer is also like really fucking fun. I remember when I just got on my long-term relationship. It was like three and a half years was that relationship. I moved to Philadelphia for like a job and I was there for three months and I was just literally like, I broke up with my boyfriend and then like later that week I moved to a new city. So oh my God. extreme fuck girl tendencies yeah. happened where I would just like go on like literally two or three dates a week, fuck these guys, go on different dates, like literally just like go out go out drinking go meeting at different bars go on fun dates but also just like meet a lot of different people yeah and the summer is the best time for that especially if you live in like the northeast or you know somewhere that actually has seasons because it's like everyone is like pushing through their miserable lives for like nine months of the year and then summer comes around and everyone fucking unleashes all of yeah. their pent-up energy it's so fun today in the summer it is like i would say i have been with people who don't have an ac that is not fun ah <laughs> ah <Yes>. me guilty <laughs> not fun not cute <laughs> i think it's fine and it hasn't been hot enough yet that like we're dying but there was one night that r slept over and i know he got like maybe two or three hours of sleep because it was so hot <laughs> so i can't do that yeah no but most people have acs in their apartments most i i don't really i can't think of anybody who doesn't is it for yourself <laughs> You're out there without the ACs. I um, see you. Um, yeah, I think like also importantly, so I've been asking people, mostly also guys who've been on dates with, like, what is a summer fling to you? And what do you think it is? And Oh my God, you give them like an essay prompt mid first date. Right. Like, I'm just like <laughs> curious. And in your own words. <laughs> they're not like for me, just like <laughs> my podcast. For research. Um yeah, and they said, like, it's really important for it to be, like, an ending. Like, like somebody's going away. Somebody is, like, visiting. Like, there is an end date, so you both know what page you're on. Right. 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 So that's what I was kind of getting at before when I said it's hard to have a three-month fling with someone except unless there are very specific circumstances. Yeah. And I think those circumstances being a finite end date for yeah. sure. Yeah. You have to have the end date. Cause if you don't, then it's like you both start to think ahead. And like we've both said, you know, after the three date mark, you start kind of thinking about what this is going to end up being. <sighs> And if someone's leaving, then that's a perfect exit perfect, strategy. Perfect, perfect. It's like, no, we'll just enjoy it while we have it. And then we'll part ways. Yeah, that's very good. I like that. I like the, that idea of the ending. And also, uh, we talked about, like, location. That's super important, especially in New York City, because how many times on this podcast have we bitched about neighborhoods? Commuting for, <laughs> commuting for dick. Not okay. But, yeah, I don't think a summer bay should be far away from you. A summer bay should be fucking convenient. It yeah. should be, like, someone you can text after a night out or something, and you can be like, hey, like... I'm around or you're about right you know? let's get a nightcap yeah that being said also try to go for someone who has left less as a social life than you or like they can't be you can't be two social butterflies because like a summer calendar really fills up quickly so one of you can't have a life that could be you no but I think that that's so fun them. too like I have dated like by dated I mean gone on a few dates with right dated. some like some fuck boys in the city who have like big friend groups and it's like 
it's nice because if your friends don't really want to do something or, you know, you're with a small crew somewhere, he's with a crew somewhere, you can like meet up, like you all end up at some rooftop place together and it's fun and like your friends end up hanging out and everyone's a big drunken mess together. Oh my God, it's a big question. When and how do you like mesh those friend groups? Because I think a summer bay has different rules to like a relationship. Oh my God, yeah. That it happens sooner. Yeah, and I think if you're not, if it's a summer bay and you both have the understanding that you're just like, here to have fun, like, let's enjoy the summer, let's see where things go, but, like, not really. <laughs> I think it's it's easier, especially because it's literally the season when everyone is outdoors drinking half yeah. naked 90% of the time, like, whenever they have the chance to. So you're more likely to end up in a situation where you're with friends and then suddenly meeting up with that person that you're hooking up with. It's so like, it's such a big step for me, like introducing somebody to my friends. But I guess in that way of casual, like I'm out and you're out and like, like, right. Like let's all just meet up and whatever and have fun. And I think it's like a totally different vibe than when you're dating someone and feeling them out for like, you know, long-term potential. And then you're I think when you're meeting their friends in that kind of like relationship context, it's you going with them and meeting their friends and being introduced. Whereas like when it's, you know, summer fling, it's like you and your friends going and meeting up with them and their friends. And it's just one big party. One big party. Yeah. Just one big fucking millennial party. Just a lot of fun. <laughs> Drinking on rooftops. Getting to the beach. Paper straws. Paper straws. <laughs> like summer is to me. This is a snapshot of summer. <laughs> what are some good summer dates on that note? Honestly, anything outdoorsy. Again, like if you live, if you have winter where you live, <laughs> you cannot wait for this time of year. So like rooftop spots, like out anywhere with outdoor seating. Um, oh, we should create like a subcategory on our Google map. Our like date recommendations oh, yeah. of just like outdoor spots. Cause I know. We have, I have a, a specific subsection of rooftops. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should just add, like, outdoor yeah, seating places to that, too. Alfresco dining. Alfresco, yes. Yeah. I mean, I think summer should be an excuse of, like, what you want to do. What I've really wanted to do, there's so many of this in the city, is an outdoor movie-watching situation. Oh, my God. Yes, R and I were looking those up. There are so many. There's, like, multiple in each borough. Yeah, yeah. And they happen, like, multiple times a week. Yeah. So take advantage of that. And I think it's so cute to like pack a blanket and some wine, some like oh, I love disposable it. I cups love and it. just lay out. Like, I feel like it feels very European too, to it's be able so to like European. lay outside in the grass yes. and drink. Like, uh, drinking in parks is like the number, like, I don't know, two favorite British pastime. Number one is drinking taste. Yes, let's make it a thing here. <laughs> number three might be drinking in a pub outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a theme here. <laughs> What's the thing? <laughs> no, but it's so European. It's so, like, nice. I mean, okay, to be noted, you can't technically drink outside of New York City. Yeah, pro like, tip. We're not going to tell you break the law. We but we're not going to not tell you. Right. We'll just we tell you what it. we would do. Yeah. Um, and, dude, like, there's, like, fucking subtlety, right? Like, if you're not there, like, icing your fucking significant other with a, <laughs> with a smeared off ice, like, 
You know, you can be low key and get away with shit. Just don't be a dumbass. Yeah. I like buying really hipster beers and then like they look like soda or like a fun oh, seltzer. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I literally, I think, what were we drinking? Oh, we were drinking Six Point Brewery and um, this is at work. <laughs> and the cans are like Red Bull cans. They're tall and they're thin and they have this like hipster beautiful logo on it. So when you're walking around, it looks like you're just sipping on some fucking seltzer. Like, yeah, seltzer, energy drink kind of thing. Yeah. So like oh, my be God. smart. So Pork local breweries with good design. Okay, and like agua frescas are a thing that I'm starting mm. to see everywhere. I tried this amazing one. I'm like trying to find the can right now, but it was like a it was like a hibiscus watermelon lime Ooh. agua fresca, and it was a beer, but it was like a beer infused with these flavors. Ooh. And like that kind of can too can totally pass for a non alcoholic drink yeah. in public. Yeah, stay woke on the cans. Yeah. Um, what else? Some good summer dates. The beach. The beach. The beach can be fun. You can take a little, you know, ride the A train down and go to Rockaway. Yeah. I feel like that's like a fun one too, where you can each like invite a few friends, like get a little crew together and have like an outing. And I think also like summer is the perfect time to like go for walks outdoors. And I know we talked about this back in our fiscal dating episode in season one about how like dating can get expensive and like things you can do to like not necessarily have to always you know, A, spend a lot of money on dates and B, like follow the same kind of like, okay, we meet for drinks or, you know, we drink here and then we drink there and like kind of just like breaking the monotony, like go get a drink somewhere and then go like walk through Central Park, go walk through Prospect Park, like get some ice cream. Like there's a lot of like just really like cutesy, fun things you can do to kind of like mix it up. Yeah. Honestly, arguably too many. There's so much choice Mm -hmm. happening right now in the summer for New York City. Like, there's no excuse. Oh my God. And like, grab your nearest like time out, like read infatuation, thrillist, like all that shit. Like, there's so much like pop-up type stuff that's going on. Like, B, you keep posting the time out market on your stories. And I want to murder you because I am so jealous that I have not yet been. I've been there like at least seven times and it opened like almost two weeks ago. Yeah. And you've got like, you've got Smorgasburg, like in Prospect Park and in Williamsburg. Yeah. You've got like, um, the Queens night market, which I went to a few weeks ago. Oh, how was that? It was awesome. It was like Smorgasburg, but at night. Yeah. And, um, there weren't as many craft booths as I expected there to be. And I'm not anymore, babe. I know. I know. (laughs) But the food was on point. A lot of fun, a lot of like loud music going on. So point is, there's so much shit to do that you can really like, like you can get creative and do a lot of different things. I think the point is like, get out there and date. Tis the season. Tis the season. I, there's this ferry that runs from like Dumbo to Williamsburg that my coworkers told me about. And you can actually drink alcohol on this ferry. And you get this amazing view of like the Manhattan Bridge and the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. Like. That's a fucking good date. Yeah. I um, I have a friend who used to live in Williamsburg, but like close to Greenpoint. She used to take the ferry across to Manhattan some mornings. Like those ferries are like reasonably priced. Like, yeah. They're, they're pretty cheap because it's like a commuter ferry. And if you can take advantage of it and feel like you're on like a DIY cruise almost, like fucking do it. Do it. Yeah. Um, okay. That's our wrap up. <laughs> we like through there a lot of dates that you we did. No excuse. If you are not dating, you need to do something now. Do something now. So have you had a summer flame before? Um, so I was in my long-term relationship, <clears throat> obviously for most of college. So, I mean, in that, if you're dating someone for three years, obviously you're going to experience a summer with them. 
So there's that, but I feel like that doesn't really count. The last like kind of summer fling, I would almost put it, I had was two summers ago. Um, and it was this guy, I've like talked about him briefly before. We matched at the beginning of the summer. I think it was like two weeks before the 4th of July. Oh, this was the guy I mentioned on, uh, I forget if we were on someone else's podcast or if it was on our own. We're so busy. I know. We've been recording left, right, center. (laughs) Yeah. But this was the guy that we went on a first date on a Thursday and literally by the following Thursday, we had DTR'd. So that was like, I feel like very telling of the pace of things in the summer. Like if you want them to go that way, it's just like quickly though. It's just like people are out there. People are on the prowl. Like Mm -hmm. no one's wasting any time. Lock it down. So we started dating beginning of July. Um, Again, DTR like very beginning of July and we dated through July and like the beginning of August until um, unfortunate circumstances AKA him being a shitty person so <laughs> got in the way. And then that ended like the end of August, but it was like a summer bay. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like very fun for that month and a half. Cause we were constantly just like outdoors and like taking long walks. Um, we did like brunches and stuff and like, it's perfect season for that. I remember we did this one brunch on a Sunday, um, with my, like two of my best friends and then his best friend. And so it was the five of us. And he used to chain smoke like a fucking fiend. And like, I was a smoker in those days too, but right. he put my smoking to shame oh. <laughs> because like he would like every 20 minutes, he would need to get up and go out and smoke. It's also summer. Yeah. And him and his friend would like be outside, like getting into these like long, like existential conversations. Yeah. So we're there like, okay, food just came. Maybe we'll give them another five minutes. Like half an hour later, our food is cold. We're like, should we eat now? Oh my God. <laughs> like they were literally outside for like two thirds of the brunch. I would hate that. But anyway, it was, I mean, you know, in the meantime, while we were inside waiting, me and my friends just got fucking hammered. So very good brunch overall. Um, but yeah, it was just like really nice to like have like a consistent person to do all those things with. And to be able to, like, take advantage of the nice weather with. Yeah, I think you have to also, like, like your summer bay as a person. Because you, if you are going to be spending a lot of time with them, you do have to, like, talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> it, it isn't just sex. I mean, that would just make it, like, a booty call, right? So Right. No, yeah, the point is definitely, I think, being able to go out and, like, do fun things with them, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, sex is great, but, like, you want someone to, you know, do all the fun things going on in the city with. Yeah. So, I... Almost found, I think I'm like on the way, I don't want to jinx it, uh, finding a summer fling. Like, I wasn't even looking for one, and it happened. Okay. So, um, I have been going on dates, just normal, whatever. I remember we matched on Hinge, and we had, like, a good conversation. He was, like, European, but, like, also went to school in America. Like, has he now has, like, an American accent and stuff. So, like... He's American, but, like, European-ish, which is totally, like, my vibe. So I remember we chatted a lot about that, and then it was, like, getting to that three-day mark of talking, and you guys know me, and also on the pod, we say ourselves, anything more than three days chatting on an app is just annoying. Like, if you don't have a date planned, like, you're not making moves. That's unlikely to happen after three days. So I was like, okay, like, do you want to grab a drink? And I suggested somewhere literally less than a block away from where I work (laughs) with like an amazing happy hour. So he comes and he's like unemployed at the moment, just my type on paper. Oh my God. (laughs) 
And uh, yeah, we have a drink. And like, I remember my first immediate impression was like, he was really cute. He had like this boyish charm, quite tall. Um, and yeah, we chatted and it went really well. The conversation flowed really nicely and easily. And I thought, right, I would just like have two drinks with him or something and then go home. Ended up with us having like three or four rounds of drinks going to like Time Out Market in Dumbo, which is like the neighborhood I work in. And then we like, that's also an amazing date spot. There's a rooftop there. So we got like pizza, split a pizza. I was drinking an Aperol spritz on a fucking rooftop. Bitch, when was this date? Why did you not tell me about this? This happened, what's today, Saturday? Yeah. Um, This happened like, Thursday? Friday? Okay, so this week? Yeah. Okay. okay like, okay. recently, like two days okay, ago. Okay, um, So, yeah, we had this, like, really great date. And then I remember he was, like, my mom is staying with me from Europe. Um, and my sister's out of town. But, like, you know, I still want to hang out with you. And he's really vocal about, like, liking me. So I thought that was a red flag. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, why? <laughs> No, but we did, like, really, there was a lot of chemistry. I think after you date, like, a long time, in a lot of bad dates at once, like, a string of those, you start to lose confidence. And then you also start to, like, ever lose faith and you'll ever meet anyone that you'll actually have a good conversation with or, like, get on really well with. Like, even just a little bit of, like, chemistry would be fucking great. Right. So he um, suggested, like you know, we can like keep hanging out. And I was like, well, we can go out to mine, but like, I don't want to sleep with you. <laughs> and he's like, well, like, no, we don't have to like sleep together, but I do want to like keep hanging out with you. And I was like, yeah, but I, I really want to see you again. And he's like, I really want to see you again. Like, it doesn't matter if we sleep together or not. Like, I want to see you again. And I was like, I know. I was like, yeah, but everyone says that. <laughs> but we go back to mine. Um, we hit the pen high for a bit and high leads to like I knew we'd be having sex because like I can't say no like I want to have sex like if you're in my fucking room and like in the beds right there we can barely keep our hands off each other like in a marketplace (laughs) like full of people so we had sex it was really good and then after sex this is where I kind of judge about a person really nothing it really matters until after we have sex how they react and how they act Mm -hmm. so He's like, so like, yeah, what are you like doing this weekend? Like trying to like, you know, okay, like up. make plans. Yes. And I was like, so like, I mean, if you have intentions of seeing me again, we should probably make a plan. He's like, yeah, that's what I thought was what we're doing right now. And I was like, okay. So we talked about it. And um, yeah, that, I think that was like Thursday. And then uh, yesterday he was like, oh, well, like, you know, um, I'm not doing anything tomorrow. And I was like, well, I've got like some stuff going on, but like, I don't know. Um, so then the next day on Friday, like halfway through the day, he like texts me. He's like, hey, like, do you want to, um, he's like, Hey, like, what are you up to later tonight? And I was like, let me suggest dinner. Cause I haven't gone out on a dinner date in months. Like I have not got to the point. Cause you always do. Right, Cause that's not, a, that's not a first date move. Right. Not a first date move. Last time I did that, I think somebody left me halfway through a date. Oh my God. Tune that, to that episode. That was a while ago. That was a while ago. So, um, we went for dinner at a really nice, amazing place. It's like Uruguayan place. Um, yeah, it's like in Williamsburg-ish called Tabere or something. Really fucking good. And we barely ate dinner, honestly, because we both were like not that hungry. But like I decided to order like, more food than we needed. And yeah, um, had some drinks there. 
And uh, this is also after me having a happy hour with my friend earlier that day. So I was like six drinks deep. Oh my God. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm showing up to dinner. <laughs> hey. hey. So we go back to mine and we have sex again. And it was just like really nice. And um, that was last night. And he, so there's a definite end date. He is going to Europe in a month and he's going to spend about um maybe two or three weeks there okay and then he's gonna like come back but then he's also going to go to london and like move there for like a couple months this fall okay so there's like end dates happening right right right? so so there's the end date before he leaves for europe right and then he comes back and then there's a more definite end date of him leaving for london yeah how long is he back between europe and london i don't know like maybe like another month Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's kind of something you could pick back up if you wanted to. Yeah, if I wanted to. Yeah. There's definitely like a month end date. I think he's made intention to see me again. Like even this fucking weekend. Like this is fucking Thursday. We had our first date. Friday, we had dinner. And he wants to hang out with me on Sunday. Like come over. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's so interesting. I know. I wonder. I'm so, yeah. I'm curious. (laughs) If he weren't leaving for vacation in, you know, if he weren't leaving for Europe in a month, I wonder if he'd be trying to, even if he liked you, I wonder if he'd be trying to slow play it just because he didn't want to give the impression that this was moving fast or that you guys were doing too much. I feel like him having, you know, you guys having that definite end date, like it takes away some of the pressure and you can kind of just enjoy what it is. Yeah. And just, okay, if you want to hang out, hang out. Like, you don't have to play the game. So he did tell me something very interesting last night at dinner. He said that he canceled another date to hang out with me that night. Ooh! Yeah. He had a, fate, a first date with this, like, Asian girl. And he, like, made up something. He said he was, like, away this weekend. Because he, like, wanted to go on this date with me. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, wait. So did you talk about the summer thing the summer fling thing with him explicitly. No, I don't think we're there yet. It's right, only right. been like two dates. But um, I think he's really, really keen, which is like weird for me because I'm used to guys just kind of like being fuckboys and not really like wanting to make plans or like, I'll see you later. Or, I'll text you about it later. Mm-hmm. Or like maybe like not even really making definite right the, plans. I want to hang out again soon but then never actually yeah makes plans with you and he's like making an interest and he's definitely like a boyfriendry type guy and this is kind of also weird is that he's recently out of a relationship like two and a half months okay and that relationship he was broken up with and that let lasted I think like six or eight months so it was not nothing okay and it's he's very recently single but I also find like those kind of guys we talked about this in the fuckboy episode there might his relationship switch might just always be like on yeah and just the girl next girl he dates like he'll be like super attached right, to her. because he knows how to be a boyfriend but also I, I think it's kind of telling the fact that he was broken up with. So it's like his light isn't off because he like, you know, was getting that like relationship itch where he wanted to be single again. Like it was just things didn't work out. And now he maybe is still in boyfriend mode. Yeah. And I think it's not like he's just choosing anybody because I asked him, I was like, okay, so you've been on dates with other girls recently. And do you feel like he was complaining like there was no conversation. There's like no personality there. And like, that's what he liked about like hanging out with me. Mm -hmm. Like you can actually like have a conversation and like get on with someone on that personality level, which is like really important to him. And 
I was like, okay, but like, do you think those girls reciprocated or would have reciprocated those feelings if you did? Right? Like, do you think they felt the same about it? Like they thought it was a mismatch? Or do you think like if you pursued it, they would have pursued it? Right. And uh, he said, it's like 50-50. Like I think with some girls, if I pursued it, they would have just pursued it too. But like I didn't feel it on my side. And sometimes they didn't either. And it was just like mutual. So he is like being like. He is being picky. Conscious. Yeah. With like his choice. Right. In me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How old is he? Out of curiosity. Oh, here. Oh, here no. <laughs> no, he's 24. I knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, well that's not tragic, I guess. No, and actually I really like it. Like I think when um I was 24, dating 24-year-olds, like obviously I dated fat boys because you date someone the same kind of age as you. There's that equality, sure, but also there's like I'm gonna treat you like whatever the way I feel like it, because we're kind of on the same level. I don't know. I but like the older I am now that I'm 26, the older I am. Um, I think dating a 24-year-old is, like, more fun because they find it more exciting to date someone older and they have more to prove. And I think they're, like, more interesting in bed and they're, like, they're more, like, attentive. And I think they just, like, yeah, they're just, like, young and they're, like, excited. They're, like, little puppies. I don't know. I like I like dating younger guys in that sense because, like, they're not going to, like, readily fuck you around like now that I'm 26 and it would be different, totally different if I was 24 dating a 24 year old and the problems that I've been having as a 26 year old dating 26 and 25 year olds, that's the same thing that would be happening. That's the same thing. So do you think that it's like a, it's like a power dynamic thing then where because you're two years older than him, you feel like he won't jerk you around like some 26 year old would. Yeah. Like he has to like have this kind of inherent respect for you as a person because you're two years his senior. Mm -hmm. And so he won't like, he won't be a fuck boy. Yeah. I mean, he just said multiple times, like, I can't believe you're 26. I don't know how to take that. He's like, I, he's like, no, because you just look really, like. You just look really good for your old age. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm taking from that. It's just, like, amazing. He's, like, touching your skin, and it's like, it's like it's real. <laughs> wow, this is crazy. <laughs> no, but he does, like, I'll show you, I'll show you his photo. Okay, listeners, you'll get my um, you'll get my unfiltered. He's quite tall. I don't think he photographs very well. Oh my god! What? He has a baby face. Oh, he has a boyish look. Like him. a sixteen-year-old boyish look. Not that. Oh my bad. god! He has the face of a child. No. Look at this. That's look a, at it. That's a, an angle that looks. Like a kid. Like a child. He looks a lot like, do you know... Um, it's like he's using the Snapchat baby face filter. Okay. But it's his real face. Okay, do you know like American Horror Story? Um, Not really, no. Okay. I only watched this, the freak show season, which scared the hell out of me, so I stopped watching halfway through. I want to show you someone I think he looks like. Um, actually, my gay roommate brought this up. He looks a little bit like this guy, Evan, yeah. Evan Peters. Okay, maybe. Like this version of Evan, Evan Peters in Coven. 
it's for the listeners. <laughs> you're still here. <laughs> if you're still here, if you haven't given up. Like a taller, skinnier Evan Peters um, from American Horror Story, but like the coven season where he's like the zombie hot guy. So. Okay. Yeah. I think you could do better. Oh my God. I just mean, I just mean that he looks like a child. <laughs> Nothing else. I mean, he's cute. Um, I don't know how I feel in general about it. Cause like for me, it is moving like pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I'm starting to get like a little anxious about like seeing him again so soon. And like sometimes when he's talking and he's there, I'm just like, okay, like I kind of like miss being alone and like, (laughs) (laughs) when someone makes you miss your alone time. I don't know. Like it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. After your second date, <laughs> you're like, I wonder what it'd be like to be alone again. <laughs> oh my god. No, I do like being with him, but I'm not as comfortable with him yet because we just started dating. Yeah. To, like do the things that I want to do with him there. Right. Like just like chill out and watch Netflix and like you know like we're not there yet. So I still have this like you know date persona about me which yeah is annoying i think the european on holiday is such an interesting specimen too like do you get the feeling of you know the you know like when there's a guy who's like tinder bio like oh in new york for a few days looking for someone to show me around smiley face like do you get that kind of vibe from him or it's just no because he's lived in new york for years oh okay yeah yeah. Right. Well, I guess that's one difference. Yeah. No, exactly. That kind of thing is always like cute for a few days or like a few dates even. And then eventually you're like, okay, buddy, I'm not your fucking tour guide. Either pay up or, yeah. or start pulling your weight. No, I really do think we align a lot with like many things. And I think we both agree that Europe is like a million times better. And like, I mean, he even like mentioned, this is like crazy. He mentioned like, you should visit me in Europe when I go like last night. Yeah, but we know that that can be such a flippant thing. It's, to a, say. it's so flippant, but like, he, yeah, he just says all this cute fucking shit, and it's like annoying to me because it's like, are you just saying this to say it? And then on the other hand, I've only really gotten that for my like my long term ex boyfriend, and I just can't help but like compare him to that. And like, I didn't obviously I broke up with my ex boyfriend, so like there was things in that relationship I didn't like, but like it is. He has this persona of, like, when I fall for someone, I fall, like, hard, you know? Right. And I, I, I get those vibes right now from him that, like, he's, like, ready to, like, fall in love with me. Do you know why his ex broke up with him? Mm, I think she didn't want to be in a relationship anymore. Hmm. With him. With him. Right. That's, that's what that means, That's guys. what that means. I, yeah, little little pro tip here. If someone says that they don't want to be in a, in a relationship, most of the time it just means with you. With you. you. <laughs> That's your tea for today. (laughs) So we actually got an email from a listener. Shout out to you. Thank you for writing in. Name confused. Age 28. Gender female. Okay, so I'm going to read the message. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) It's very formal. Um, I just started listening to you guys and I've had... I've been having some crazy relationship shit going on. So I figured, why not send a question? Great choice. Great choice. You are on the right path. She's like, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) What else could go wrong? (laughs) Thank you for listening. Um, 
my boyfriend and I have been dating for almost two and a half years. Two of them have been long distance. Red flag. Red flag. Oh, like, I hate long distance. And two of those fucking years have been long distance. Yeah. That guy's way too much okay without having sex with you. That that guy is okay with a passive relationship. Anyway, so, let's keep reading. We'll unpack this okay. after. He's finally able to leave and move anywhere, but he's afraid to move to the city I currently live in because there aren't any jobs in his field here open. What is a city? Okay. He basically prepared himself for a breakup because he thought if he didn't come back here, I'd break up with him. But after a lot of conversation and stress, I agreed to consider moving if he couldn't get a job here. Now, here's the kicker. Now that we've had the conversation, he's afraid that I'll resent him for moving. And he's afraid to make more of a commitment, a.k.a. a ring. Basically, he said he wants us to be together, sees a future together, thinks that being together is the right thing, but is afraid of all of all of that and thinks breaking up is easier. Am I crazy to stay with him and to maybe move to be together? Thanks. Okay, so okay, okay, okay. a lot to unpack here. So I think first let's talk about the long distance relationship thing. Ugh. Honestly, I think that being in a long distance relationship for two years, especially, like you're not really getting the full experience of being in a relationship. No. Like you can be emotionally committed to someone, but you're still carrying on with your normal life, not having to really make any day-to-day sacrifices, Yeah, right? You wake up, you go to your job, you do your thing, you run your errands, you do the things that you need to do, and you're never meeting someone else halfway. You're never compromising on plans for the weekend or, you know who's sleeping where or whatever. And and me, myself, you know, currently experiencing this, I I can speak to how difficult it is. So I want to know the distance and I want to know like how often they see each other. Yeah. I wish I knew that. Yeah. I think that's key. But like, it is crazy because let's say she did two and a half years. So six months and they decided to do long distance and that long distance lasted two years. That's a lot. And I guess they have been moving towards this point where he's like done with school or whatever. Right. So now, now they can be together. That's the whole point. Cause if you're not working towards something in a long distance relationship, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Exactly. There has to be an end date. So he knows this and she knows this. Right. And she's like been thinking about this. And like the original plan was you move back to this city or to my city where I have my established life going on. Right. And we continue this because we've been doing it for two and a half years. And that's the plan. What is red flaggy for me is that he's the one who thought, who like flipped it on her. It was like, oh, I thought you would break up with me. No, bitch. No, what? What? Before the conversation, you were just willing to throw in the towel because you're like, yeah, she probably won't be down for this. Also, there probably won't be jobs open in her city. Have you tried? Let's just call it quits. If you're living in any city... Like, if it's considered a city, like, guaranteed some cities are not really cities in my definition. But, like, what job does he have that's so fucking specific that right. he can't work find a one job? Like, has he looked? Yes, exactly. Has he exactly. I think that that's like, a very sweeping generalization yes. to say there are definitely no jobs available in your city. And that's if you're looking sweeping. today, right, if you're on Indeed today looking for a job and there's nothing available... That doesn't mean that there won't be anything available in the next two weeks, month, yeah. two months. Yeah. So are you just basing it off of job postings that you're looking at today? And is that kind of your end all like decision making, you know, process? 
I want to know what this job is of his that he can't live anywhere else, but he but he he can live somewhere else, but he can't live there. Like yeah. what, what is this fucking job? Yeah. Um yeah, that's like weird to me. And also like, okay, so she's trying to compromise, like, okay, like I'll move to your city, which I think is like a good counter suggestion, though it is red flaggy from the start that he, before even discussing more of a compromise, his reaction was like, Well, I thought you were gonna break up with me anyways. Right. So, so let's just break up. And then she's like, well, no, 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 I'll, I'll move. Right. And so then she's to, like, she's putting a lot on the right, table, a right. big counter offer, like just to be able to even continue the conversation. And then he's like taking away even more responsibility. He's like, I'm not going to give you a ring. Like, I don't want to commit to you anymore. If you move, right. you know, <laughs> like if you move, it's on you. Like I'm not promising anything. Yeah. Which is what he's saying. And I mean. And he doesn't want her to resent him for moving. So basically right. he wants kind of no stake in this. It's yeah. like, if she decides no to do everything, whatever, like, okay, come here if you want, but I'm not making you any guarantees. I don't want to be responsible if it doesn't work out. It just seems like he's a very hands-off participant in this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. He's like, if it happens, it happens. I think it's it's crazy because there's one point, okay, Okay, uh, basically, he said he wants to be together, sees the future together, thinks that being together is the right thing, okay, but is still afraid of all of that and thinks breaking up is easier. Dude, 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 did you just read, did you just read what you wrote? Yeah, if someone puts <laughs> breaking up on the table, it's because they want to break up. Oh, like, that is so shitty, and I do think, I think he's just not ready to make the next steps like you're 28 i'm guessing he's about the same age so like the next natural steps and he's even brought it up ring engagement right blah 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 well, first moving in together which moving is the in together that you can't get past right. right now like that is all what's in your future if you guys kept seeing each right. other and moved and made this more serious i don't think he wants to do that anymore yeah but it's unfair for him to say like i want to be with you i see a future with you because he doesn't and if he does he doesn't want to do it now. Yeah. He doesn't want to put the work in. Yeah. Which is crazy. And um, yeah, you are crazy to stay with him because this guy said like twice now on separate occasions that he's put breaking up on the table. Like he wants to break up. Yeah. And I think he's no balls to do it himself. Yeah. And I think that it's easy once you, you know, you've been in a relationship for this part with this person for a long time. And even if you haven't been consistently seeing each other because you've been long distance, you have that emotional bond. You have that comfort. He feels probably like a safety net of someone who's always going to kind of be there and you can pick up the phone and talk to him. But that being said, if he can't be the person that you need in a real in life, you know, relationship together, then you deserve better than that. This is the time to step up in a long distance relationship yeah. when the distance is gone. Right. And it is now. And he's not stepping up. Right. Which is shitty because you just kind of like. You waited all this time for Two that. years. Yeah. Of your prime years on this dude. But that, yeah, but that doesn't mean you should keep trying to make it work when he clearly is okay with it not working. Yeah. I think he's very okay with it not working. Yeah. Which is like questionable that the love of your life allegedly is like okay with the possibility of you guys breaking up. That they think that this is assumed that you would just break up. Right. And you also, I mean, if you are for some reason still considering, okay, maybe, you know, moving to go live in his city and be with him and try to make things work, you got to ask yourself, if he wasn't willing to make things work now, this is the first difficult hurdle that you're going through. 
right? Like, what about down the line? What if you guys do live together and, you know, things are only going to get more difficult. And then what if you get engaged and you have like, you know, you have to deal with like tension on both sides of your family. Okay. Eventually you get married, you have kids, like things are only going to get more difficult and more complicated. And if you don't have like a solid foundation of someone who's willing to try to make things work with you now, the odds of them getting better in time, I don't think that that's likely. Yeah. Which is shitty. But at the same time, it's summer and you can find a summer flame. Yeah. So, <laughs> same way. Same way back. Let's bring it on back. No, but seriously. Yeah. You just have to like, I, I know it's going to be difficult, but you we feel like you need to just rip off the bandaid and realize that you deserve better than this guy. And you deserve someone who's going to like fucking move mountains to be with you. Yeah. And don't uproot your whole life you know, to, to just wing it and give it a shot yeah. for someone who won't. Yeah. And it's like the last two years, two and a half years weren't wasted. I'm sure you learned something from being a long distance relationship. And, you know, I think, yeah. I mean, it's, like, yeah, you had someone there to comfort you and that was probably great for the time being. But now if you need more than that, you deserve more than that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's our recommendation. I should break up with him. Break up with your boyfriend. <laughs> cancel him. Um, yeah. Be an out takeaway. Uh, find a summer fling. <laughs> <laughs> but genuinely, I mean, this is a great time to like be like out there and be single again. Like I think summer is a great time to like not break up with all your boyfriends and girlfriends, but like. Right. But we both, broke, we both broke up with our long-term boyfriends in the summer. We did. We did. We did, right before the summer started. And it was great. Like, I remember literally the day after I broke up with my boyfriend, I went out with some of my girlfriends. We had a night out in Williamsburg. We were, like, out dancing, drinking, eating tacos, having fun. I met a really hot guy. And, you know, it's just, like, you just move on. Like, you just get out there and you have fun and you move forward and it helps Helps you heal so much. It is, yeah, way more fun to to be single this summer and, like, go through a breakup. Like, in the summer, it's less sad. Like, can you imagine how sad it would be to break up in, like, the fall? Yeah, it's like, like in the summer, it's too nice out to stay inside and, like, mope over it. You can't just, like, you know, like, lay in bed and watch Netflix for 72 hours straight like you might do in the winter. Yeah. So take advantage, seize the day. You can't avoid going out. Your friends will drag you out. That's like true. all these social shit going on. Like you will have fun being single in the summer. Yeah. And the sky and shit. That's right. All right. Well, thanks guys for listening. Uh, season we are doing every other week posting. So if you don't see us next Wednesday, relax. Because the other Wednesday will be like up there. Yeah. I think calm yourself. Calm yourself. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram. You can find all our links on myyourgirlfriendspodcast.com. Um, Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. We know you're not reviewing. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> we see you not reviewing. You not reviewing us. <laughs> Get out there and review us, right? <laughs> Tell the people you love us. Um, if you have any questions, uh, we'll answer them. Email yeah, us. slide in our DMs. Yeah, we love these like email write-ins that we get. Um, you can submit questions straight through our website. You know, you can DM us on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, just get out there and hit us with your, you know, your, your ishes. Your ish. Any topics you want us to talk about? We're like basically almost done producing season three, but anything you want us to talk about, we'll like try to talk about it in a future episode. We'll like squeeze it in. If you're liking the guests we're having so far in this season, let us know. Yeah. Go to their podcast in general because they're all great. Yeah, and if you have, we love this when we get suggestions for future guests from our listeners. So if you have those, fucking link it up. Yeah. Send us a 
a suggestion. Yeah. Anyone in the New York area, we will make it happen. Yep. Even outside of it. We can try. We can try. Alright. Well, thanks guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Today's tea brought to you by BNL.